Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselliu from MileHighSticking.com with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and yeah, that was a turnaround. Uh, Eric Jensen was on the show yesterday, and we both said it. You are going to lose games throughout the playoffs. It is going to happen. It is inevitable. Uh, How you bounce back from those losses uh, is the true test of a team that has heart, a team uh, that is is looking for revenge, I guess, A, a team that is seasoned and conditioned to go for a long run. That is exactly what you got last night in the Avalanche complete dismantling of the Arizona Coyotes. And uh, today we will have uh, Kyle Sullivan is coming back on the show like we have been doing for the entire duration of the playoffs, having somebody come on and discuss the most recent game. There's a lot to get to in this one. And uh, Kyle and I will get to that here in a minute, but first follow the show on social media avenues on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, anything that's on your mind. If you want to do this, if you want to come on the show and talk about the most recent playoff game with me, uh, definitely do that and send it to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, so why wait? Let's dive right in here. Kyle is on hold patiently, waiting in the wings, probably very, very eager to get in and start talking about this game because there's so much to unpack here. So let's dive in right now. All right, and we are back. And once again, Mr. Kyle Sullivan is on the line, and uh, he showed me his pad of notes, which – are pretty extensive. I just stopped. I stopped taking notes around maybe when the third period. I think when that first goal went in uh, on uh, uh, who was in Ranta. Ranta came in, right? I think yeah. on that first shot goal, I think I was just like, you know what? <laughs> just stop. Yeah. So, I, uh, I should have just done the ones that didn't need to yeah. be chronicled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, wow, okay, so, yeah, Avalanche obviously ran into a brick wall known as Darcy Kemper in Game 3. He deserves all of the accolades he got with that game. That was a, uh, you know, an incredible game by him. He's single-handedly won that game for them. Uh, and in the playoffs, when things like that happen, it tends to be the focus of everything, and uh, I think – not that people were were saying the the uh, Arizona Coyotes were going to take this series over, but they had this glimmer of hope because of that performance. The Avalanche came out and just completely blew out any glimmer of hope with um, a. I, I always like to use um, the term "impose their will." When you when you're a team that is clearly better than your opponent, sure they're going to get over on you once maybe twice or they might you know be up in the game a little bit longer and you know 
but usually the stars align and the better team wins out. The Avalanche clearly are the better team here. They just lost a game against a guy who put up a fantastic performance. And the Avalanche, I think, didn't want to hear it anymore and came out and laid an absolute smackdown 7-1. to one. I don't know where to start, so uh, when in doubt, turn it over to somebody else. So uh, take it away. Where, wherever you want to start, give me your thoughts. I think out of the entire – for this the season entirely, 2019-2020, I think this is our first wire-to-wire, foot-on-the-gas all the way through. The only other one I can think of would be the game against Nashville when I think they scored like six in the second period or, so, or five yeah. or something like that. That comes close. But this is the playoffs, so I think you're yeah. right. I think this takes precedence if it's a playoff uh, game. This one, I, I was thinking about that Nashville game earlier. This one, it wasn't – this one was a message game. Mm. This was an absolute message game. I know this was a Bednar – influenced just go green light mm. everyone there were out of the 17 skaters we had tonight only five did not have points i was good i mean i always do that towards the end but yeah it, it's it's nuts like the, the stat sheet is kind of just off the chart it's almost like in in like those guys who keep track of uh baseball games you know the, the old timers who sit in the stands and do the and, and the game just gets out of hand and they have to go over to like the second sheet it's like that's kind of like what it was there you go you're holding <laughs> it up yeah <laughs> um and it i think the big thing for me was how early could they score a goal uh, that first goal you, obviously you always want to score the first goal but i think it was very important for them to score at least one in the first period because if you didn't then it's more talk of Kemper and how amazing he's doing. And now how long does it go before that really does start getting into your head? I don't think it was really in the avalanche head that much because they had 51, 51, 52 shots on goal in that previous game. So it's not like they weren't getting to him. It's just like, okay, we got to him. We have to figure out how to get it past him now. Um, And I think it getting that, I would have been happy with one goal in the first being totally honest with you, we've been happy with one goal in the first. And it was almost similar, not, you know, in a minute and 20-something seconds. But once they got that first goal, again, and I think they got that first goal. When was that? Let me bring up the things here. I mean, it was later in the first uh, period. Uh, who scored the first one? Nieto? Yeah, 14, 14.07. So there's six minutes left in the period when he scored it. Yeah. And they ended up with three. You got Nieto and then uh, Kadri back-to-back. Yeah. So um, to get three in the first was like – one would have been you, we got you. We, like you're, you're not, you're not going to shut us out today. Three was now you're in for a long day, my man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you could easily see it in the uh, midway point of the second period. They were skating around defeated dejected oh, phil man. kessel looked like zadorov with concrete skates yeah he, like, you're right where was he tonight man he didn't do much of anything taylor the hall hall didn't did hall get it on the stat sheet uh did that one goal that they had did they did he that was on uh uh, uh was it? no he uh, didn't get was? on the stat sheet no he didn't 
yeah, Hall wasn't really like it was just a top to bottom like Yeah, that was Chikrin for Arizona with their goal. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even have an assist on it. So no, you're right. Like their their big guys were just nowhere to be found. Because um, over the weekend I was with that uncle that we were talking about in the yes, last one. That's right. The, okay. The Coyotes fan. And I wanted his perspective on how they view the team. He said the top line and Kemper. He said that's it. But as an Avs fan, I know right? that feeling. <laughs> I know that feeling. So, right. I mean, I sympathize with them there. I know that feeling, but t- their top line didn't even show up. No. No, they did not. And Kemper pulled in the third, and then we just lit up Ranta. It was a dominant, <laughs> dominant performance. And I'm going to have to just say it now. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon sticking up for Kale McCarr has to be an absolute banner moment for this season. Well, it, well, that one and the uh, – uh, was it Donskoy who got taken out in the Ranger game and then Kadri yeah, came to Kadri, his defense? Yeah. That was solid. But, again, this is the playoffs. So, anything that happens in the play, – if something happens similarly in the playoffs that happened in the regular season, the playoffs usually takes precedent, in my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but, but Kadri is – kind of expected to do stuff like that yes nathan mckinnon uh he's a hard-nosed player um and he's built like a rock um and and the hit i gotta be honest like the hit what i mean it ended up being dirty just because uh mccarr was kind of i don't know if he was losing an edge but he was kind of going going down uh i don't remember who the guy on arizona who was that hit him richards I can't remember. I don't know. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, he was kind of, you know, engaged in his check. I don't – could he have pulled up? I don't know. The game happened so fast. But it just looked bad. And the the avalanche are not going to let you get away with that. It, whether you meant to do that or not, or even if it was a, a clean-ish hit, um, he, the, guys, the guy could have still been severely hurt. Um, and that is, you know, outside of Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr is our golden boy and you're not going to mess with him. No. So, um, yeah, when it was a little bit of a scrum, I thought it was Landeskog in there and Landeskog was kind of like in a headlock and Nathan McKinnon was just like, you're not getting him either. And he just threw him to the ground and it was, and the rest really weren't there for it. They were kind of letting it happen, which is the bizarre thing. I th- and on the replay, I don't know if I'm wrong on this. I thought Calvert jumped over the wall to jump into this, and I don't think it got called. I, there were a couple guys. Kadri jumped out there too, but he, he stayed back. You could see Kadri jumped out, and I don't know the, the, the camera angle that I saw. You could see some guys jumping out there, um, and it was clearly not for a line change. Like The play was kind of – like you could see, you could see the reaction, you, the, the camera angle on the bench. You couldn't see the hit, but you could tell when it happened based yeah. on on the reaction of the bench. And guys were jumping out in the ice, and they were. Like, I think that had a lot to do with the escalation of the of the mood at the time being yeah. the hit right in front of the bench. Yeah. I think that got both sides going. Right, and with the way the score was going, I think it just was a a fever pitch at the time. Yeah, and I think. You know, the Avalanche are going to be like, you know, we're, this game is pretty much in the bag. Call us on a penalty if you want to at this point. We don't, we don't care. 
Um, and because, you know, when games get out of hand like this, maybe not so much in the playoffs because you're not going to be facing this team immediately. Uh, the, the team that's down starts taking some cheap shots. I'm not saying that was that, that particular hit was not, it was still dangerous. Um, but I think the ads were like, no, we're, we're going to settle this score right here right now. And then we'll move on to our seven to one victory. Um, what else? Oh, so the, the first goal that Nieto scored, I, I, how I said earlier that, um, I would, I just wanted the avalanche to get one as quickly as possible, namely in the first period. And then there was a very slight, uh, maybe, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't know how, I don't want to say glimmer of uh, possibly that goal being taken away. Yeah. But it never was even challenged. It never yeah. was challenged, never looked at. <clears throat> and, when, and when you look at the replay, he was clearly hockey stopping. Um, it was never a distinct kicking motion. And you are allowed to, you know, direct the puck in with your skate you just can't kick it. And he, know, he, he did not. But the way that things had been going with Kemper and, and him just shutting him out, it was just like in the back of my mind, like they're going to take this back because this is the way things are going right now. You almost wonder if Rick Tockett was weighing that and didn't want to go on the power play if he lost that. Because then it could have got out of hand really quick. Yeah. And at, I mean, you can't think what's going to happen afterwards, but. You probably should have just done it anyway because you ended up yeah. giving up three goals. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Anthony Ranta comes in in the third. Do you think it was – I mean, because they were only down four to one. The game really was not – this was almost a recreation of game one. Mm-hmm. The Az were just completely, completely dominating. Do you think it was more – this we just know this game's not going in our direction and and let's just pull him for now or do you think it was performance based or do you think it was maybe a little bit of both i think it's honestly a little bit of both yeah. i mean kemper's what's got him to this point so far mm-hmm. and you don't want i mean the avalanche are statistically a far superior team to arizona yeah. and you don't want that bouncing around in his head you want to have some kind of a shot in the future games you don't mm-hmm. want him um, taking this to heart so go ahead you know it's right. you know the game's over take him out save him save his mind save his body put in ranta and just make it to the next game unscathed. Yeah. right and do what you can i mean now, now you're down three to one um and he is your best option in goal and your best chance to win so why not have him as as fresh as possible um you know we'll get to the three stars which we're going to amend. I'll talk about that later. But um, outside of those those uh, guys that you're going to list on that, anything that kind of stuck out for you? I know we normally will talk about things they need to work on. Is there? Is there, I mean, just going off of this game, I, we, we could really extrapolate this over the course of the entire series, but we're not going to do that. Just if, if you're in the coaching staff and looking back on this game and saying, all right, guys, this is stuff we need to work on for – game five is there anything that sticks out that needs tightening up this game they looked good (laughs) i was i I was mentioning to you earlier that i mean it showed up in game one two and three are positioning problems i mean the three-headed monster tripped over theirself in game one right um there's a lot of puck chasing and out of position plays that was non-existent in this game everybody was positioned 
in the right spot, offensive zone, defensive zone, neutral yeah. zone. It was a flawless game from top to bottom. Only Z looked a little slow, but even still, he made some good plays. Yeah. He was – in the beginning, he, it took him a little while to get going. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And maybe and – and I was talking to uh, Spencer, who was on the show mm-hmm. a couple of games ago. Um, and I was texting him throughout the game as well. And, and, and I mean, he, he – and what we were talking about on the show too is even with Eric yesterday, it was just maybe I'm being unfair to Zadorov because, like, he is not – he doesn't fit in with how the rest of this team plays and this quick, this quickness and like this speed type of game. Um, and maybe it's okay to have somebody like him on the team because you need what he brings. You do. Absolutely. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I would be okay with that if I just felt like he was playing better. And I don't, I mean, I, I, he was, he was just indifferent to me tonight. I didn't really think yeah. he like stood out, but he's never going to stand out. That's not his style. Um, as long as you're not a liability, then fine, play your game. Um, and what did he have time on ice today? 16, 16 minutes and change, which, okay. You know, like yeah. he, he's gonna, he's gonna make those boneheaded plays that that's, that's just Nikita Zadorov. Yeah, I think he's become more of a product of how the team is going and shaped for the future. Mm-hmm. Team's getting faster, and he's just kind of a a product of the team getting faster around him, and he's just trying to find his place. It's right. not so much bad positioning. The team he's with is just so much faster. He's just trying to yeah. catch up. Right, right. And he's a young guy too, which is so yeah. strange to say that that it's tough for him to keep up with them, but. That's just, the guys love him. Like he fits in. Oh, he's a great teammate. He really. Yeah, is. he's a great teammate. Everybody loves him. It's just, yeah. I think he's just a little bit slower than the rest of the team. Yeah. And he has a problem struggling. Uh, looking at who? Who do you think led on time on ice tonight? If you haven't looked at it already, take a take a guess here. If you want me to give you a hint, I will. It's got to be Kale. He just missed it. He's he's number two by. 20, Sammy G. Sammy G. Sammy G, 21-33 for Sammy G. McCarr was 21-02. Which and, I learned tonight is a trained opera singer. I was on the uh, virtual Gerard- game. Yeah. Gerardas? Yes. It I was didn't a, know that. It was a trivia question on the Avalanche virtual game day. I participated in that for the first time tonight. So and- so he's uh, uh, Avalanche defenseman. He's the Locked On Avalanche podcast favorite player. He's a... Uh, you know, an incredible cornhole player, and now he's an opera singer. He's a trained opera singer. I have it <laughs> locked on note. Sammy G is yeah. an opera singer. <laughs> what does he not do? What does Sammy G not do? He he does. Wow, that's why he won in the bracket. I know. If I had known that, I mean, I think that, and if the <laughs> masses had known that, I think it, it Jost wouldn't have got any votes whatsoever. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Stats. Let's go through these. Um, amazingly, shots on goal for the Avalanche. You score seven goals, you think you're going to have a lot. Of, they only had 30 shots on goal. I say only. But 30 shots on goal to Arizona. They must have added one to Arizona somewhere because I know I saw 14 at the end of the game. They must have added one after the fact. They ended up with 15, <clears throat> which I had tweeted out Um if Arizona had stuck at 14 shots on goal 
for every other shot that they took, the Avalanche <laughs> scored a goal. That's bananas. That, Grubauer hasn't been tested. Come on, everybody. No. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, start that up. <laughs> start that bus. Um, and power plays. Three out of seven on power plays. So that's what we're set, we're talking about. Like, what can you go to this team uh, and say this, you know, great, great win, guys, dominating win. Uh, here's what we need to work on. And because of this, because this is well, this was such a this was a more dominating game than game one. Um, do you think there's any sort of letdown in in the Avalanche? Not, I don't know. I mean, they're they're human. So they they would they look at this and they like we man we just really walked over these guys and when we want to turn it on we can turn it on. So do you think that because this was such a walk in the park this game, um, that it will either be an avalanche take the foot off the gas a little bit or is it Arizona now their backs up against the wall and their season's on the line they're just going to go all out? I would think there would be a letdown if this was a normal playoff scenario. But these guys are all holed up in a hotel together. And Nate wants this Stanley Cup more than anything in the world. And you know he's going to be beating on the door at 6 o'clock in the morning. Let's go, guys. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way he's going to let them come down from this. Yeah. I think how uh, Eric and I were saying, you know, the the sign of a true team is how they bounce back after a loss. Um, The same can be said for the situation the Avalanche are in right now. How Absolutely. quickly do you shut the door on a team that's their season's on the line? Do you let them hang around or do you just get down to business and, and get this thing over with as quickly as possible? Yeah. So uh, we'll see the game on Wednesday. I think it's still TBD. Is it not? I don't It'll think probably they... be nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling man, when this, when this schedule came out and the times came out, I was like, this is great. Because I don't have to record a show at midnight, my time, uh, not thinking, you know, the family and my two little kids are up at these start times, which is just a, that is a challenge in and of itself to watch this game and be a father at the same time. Not easy to do. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to get people I work with to understand that I'm listening to a hockey game here in Alabama. They're not going to really... Give that any uh, credence. Right. Right. So, all right. uh, Going through the set. All right. So, just the scoring. Obviously, the Matt Nieto goal. Then Kadri got back to back goals, three nothing in the first. Donskoy with the goal in the second. uh, And then followed by an Arizona goal. Kale McCarr with, whoa. That that was just a (laughs) thing of beauty. Um, Again, the defender, who I don't know who it was in Arizona. You ever see the movie, um, the Adam Sandler movie, the animated one, Eight Crazy Nights? Eight Crazy Nights. Nights. You ever see Eight Crazy Nights? Yeah. Remember the basketball scene where he's like, if I beat you, you have to eat that guy's jockstrap? Yeah. Whoever the Arizona Defender was, was eating Kim Carr's jockstrap. That was... That was... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you eating that? Um, That was just a, a... those are things that when I look at that, I'm like, I wish I could do that. I can do that with nobody's in front of me and I'm just on the ice by myself. Um, doing it with, you know, at NHL level, NHL speed with an NHL defender in front of you is just ungodly. 
Yeah, he's he's really, really just – I mean, he's coming to his own in these mm. playoffs. Mm. He came on the scene last year in the playoffs. He's cementing his place in the NHL in these playoffs right yeah. here. It's It's been incredible. I said yesterday, I'm sure you, know, you listened to it, he's, he's been my favorite player to watch this yeah. in these playoffs. He just has amped it up. Uh, so then Makar Calvert, which was nice to see him get one. Um, yeah. And Miko, Miko got one. And – I don't know. I think people have been a little bit hard on Miko. I was a little bit, not, not, not to the fact that I didn't think he's playing well. I just thought he, you know, for his stature, he should be playing better. Yeah. Um, and he had a, a good look early on when the score was zero, zero, he had a really good look and it didn't go in. And again, I was texting with the uh, Spencer and, and we were both were just like, now it's in his head. Yeah. You know, now, now he, yeah. he's just lost the, like, he's got the confidence in his shot, but now he, it doesn't seem like he had the confidence that it's going to go in. Um, and when that, that shot sailed wide, that's normally a shot he at least puts on goal. Uh, and he, that thing just sailed so far high over the goal. I was just like, oh man, I, something, something's just not there for, for Miko. But he got it's one. It's because we forced him to go to a training camp. He avoided the first one, and we had to make him go yeah. to this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, but he got one. So, and I thought that was Johnson who did. Did they eventually went to Rantanen? Like, or was yeah. that? It was that an easy. I can't, can't remember. I, I, I thought so. it went to John, or thought it went to Johnson first. Maybe I could be totally wrong on that because uh, I'm trying to think of how the goal went, but. I don't know. Either way, it went to me. There were a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Um, Player stats, Matt Calvert, a goal and assist. McKinnon, two more assists. Uh, Belmar, an assist. Donskoy, a goal. Nieto, a goal. Kadri, we need to talk about Kadri, other than me just mentioning and passing his his two back-to-back goals. But two goals for him and an assist, a three-point night for him. Landeskog with two assists. Burkowski. And Rantanen, uh, Burkowski with a, an assist, Rantanen with a goal and an assist. So did so every forward, with the exception of Nachuskin and Jost, mm-hmm. had a point? Oh, and Comfer. Okay. Yeah, J, yeah JT didn't have one either. Yeah. No. Uh, and he was close, too. He almost had one. Yeah, yeah Nachuskin and Jost, I don't really think they really came too close. To, I can't think in my head if they really came close to having a goal. I don't remember Nuke in the game. Yeah, he was kind of a little bit quiet tonight. You'd like to see him him pick it up a little bit. but um, And I thought Jost played well. He's been yeah. playing well. He's been playing well. Defensive end, uh, Eric Johnson with the assist. Makar with the goal and an assist. And Ryan Graves with an assist. Ryan Graves has been sneakily quiet, but always productive. Yeah, he's, and that just seems to be his game. He's I've I love I loved Gravy all year, and he's kept that going into these playoffs. I was worried about that little hold cooling him off a little bit, mm. but Ryan Graves has been he's been amazing. Yeah. So all right, because this is just too too you know the stat sheet runneth over. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do four stars of the game. It's, it would just it would just not be right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it would just not be right to do three stars. So, who you got? Well, because I didn't do it the last time. Mm. Number four. Yeah, Philip Grubauer. Okay. Yeah. 
Got to give it to him. I know. And he gets lost in all this yeah. because you score seven goals. You're going to look at the offense, but he does deserve some credit. So, yeah. again, not really tested all that much, but he did what he had to do. Exactly. And that's all what right. we that's what we need him to do. Number three, Kale McCarr. All right. I like it. I like it. I mean, Kale looked great all night. Yeah. He's two points. I mean, superstar in the making. Number two, Nate the Great McKinnon. It's two assist night, yeah. and I put him in that two spot because of that fight for the sole reason. That's a good point, yeah. If you watch national media coverage, it's always, no matter how, we'll get to number one, mm-hmm. but it's always Nate, Kale, and they'll talk about Kadri, even though he's been white hot throughout the playoffs. Yeah, It's always Nate's the poster boy, and it's always skill. He's doing stuff that nobody else does. This fight tonight, cements him as an absolute all-around leader mm. and this is going to get some some legs in the media and it's just going to complete his game and i think this was a very needed move for nate tonight that's so i moved point. him to number two that's a good point I, I mean and you're always comparing you know nathan mckinnon and and connor mcdavid and mcdavid always comes out on top and i get that and whatever um and I don't watch McDavid a ton, but he doesn't really scrum it up too much, does he? Like he's not. No. And his and his idol and his best friend is Sidney Crosby, and he would oh like they train together. Yeah, you'd never seen Sidney doing this. Oh, Sidney would, you know, t- put his tail between his legs and run. That, yeah, that's he, why. I'm, that's why he's at number two. I think this is the separation that he needed from his group of peers that he's always bouncing around the Panarins, the dry yeah. the Connor McDavid's, this puts him in a whole nother level. It's true. Yeah. And, and well, and I remember early in Crosby's, I, I say he would put his tail between his legs and run. He would do that now. Um, early in his career when he was a young buck, um, he, he would stand up for himself. And I remember a lot of people thinking like he's not what very early in his career thinking when he's, you know, at the end of his career, will he have sacrificed, I'm talking about Crosby, obviously, um, stats and where he is on the list because he is aggressive and getting into kind of scrums here and there. But I get it. You know, he had, he's had a lot of concussions. Um, I would probably run to. I don't, I don't want to get another concussion. So I, I get it. I joke because, you know, you kind of have to hate Sidney Crosby. It's like, if you're not a penguin, you have it. So I get why he does it. And I don't blame him for not really wanting to get involved with stuff like that. I just give him credit for playing with all those concussions that he's had. Um, but you're right. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the poster boys of the NHL, I don't think the NHL wants them to fight that much because they need them around and they need them um, as, as, as advertising pull. Um, Nathan McKinnon does not care about that. He does not care. No. And yeah, and especially it's playoff time. He wants this thing. Yeah. And you're right. That that was just showing you um number one, you're not going to mess with any of my teammates, but you're especially not going to mess with Mr. Cal McCarr. Exactly. Um and yeah, yeah, you're you like I, I'm not gonna hold back just because, you know, I'm kind of like a a, a big name. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay into you if I have to. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was but, a, a big degree of separation for him. Yeah, I like it. Number one yeah. is on another level, 
It's Nazem Kadri. It's my boy. He's been my boy all year. Yeah. Not just for his performance tonight. I mean, almost had a hat trick tonight. I but, know. I mean, when he got two in the first period, you're thinking like hat trick's coming. Yeah. It's not just for like he showed out and he's been continuing this just hot streak he has in the playoffs. Yeah. And this further cements that Joe Sackick is, knows what he's doing. <laughs> I remember when this yeah. move was made, everybody was very upset that we got rid of Tyson Berry. Yeah. But and and it, I, it's, well, it was, it was both. It was, people were very attached to Tyson Berry um, and they didn't like Nazem Gadri. So it was exactly. a double-edged sword. So it, but Both don't you like out. him now? <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. How you like the, me now? The points that we're getting out of Nazem Kadri is, I mean, this is, this could prove to be the Claude Lemieux, the hmm. the Ray Bork addition to a, a this new golden era that yeah. we look back at as one of those pivotal moments that we've talked about before. The acquisition of Nazem Kadri could be one of those moments. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think looking back, I mean, who is thinking, I wish we had Tyson Berry right now? <laughs> not, nothing against Tyson Berry. Like, I, I, definitely not he, Toronto. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely right about that. Um, but he, I, I liked watching him play. He was my wife's favorite player when he was on the Avalanche. So I, I remember when I had to, came home and I had to tell her that yeah. he was traded. Like she didn't, she wasn't happy about it. And she she doesn't know who Nazem Kadri is, so it's not like she cared. But um, she, not like she cared who they got in return. Yeah. Um, but I he he was yeah he was he was a, a fan favorite. But um, he he there needed to be a sacrifice somewhere, and it was him. And you're right, like I'm saying, like who who is really saying right now? I wish we had him back. No, he's paid dividends, no. and he's he's that piece that I think. This is going to pay dividends in the future. Yeah, because they got him. Didn't didn't they sign him, the Avalanche, when they brought him over? They I, I think they, we got him for another two years, three years. I could be wrong. I, th- I thought they signed him to like a contract when he came over. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. I don't know, but I don't really dive into contracts until the season's over. So sure. Um, all right. So Wednesday, uh, nine o'clock in the morning. We have said right. Yeah, nine o'clock, so, probably nine Eastern. So on seven, <laughs> nine, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we have no idea when the game starts. But uh, what do you think? Avs put it away. They're the home team, so they're playing on home ice. So don't forget about that. Oh, that's that's pivotal. Huge, it's huge. Um, what do you think? They put it away, and it's gonna, if they it's do, be sloppy. You think so? It's gonna be like a three-two overtime winner. Oh, don't tell me that. I can't handle overtime games. See, this is what I'm doing. I'm setting the expectations super low. Yeah. So when we go 5-1, everybody's like, okay. Ah. You were wrong. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think, like we were saying earlier, I think the Avs just want to end this thing. End this yeah. thing. And then um, I don't know where they would go. What? Who Who would they be up against? I know. Don't they reseed after every they round? Do. They do. So it's tough to really say, uh, you know, what the other – let me see here. What the other? Uh... A possibly Calgary, Dallas winner or Vancouver, yeah, if things play out the way they are. Yeah. Well, what's well the Blues are four, so Vancouver would be five. Uh, and well, who's? 
Oh, and the, by the way, the Bruins are up with 30 seconds to go. So they're going to. They're up? With, yeah, with 30 seconds left. Oh, my word. Yeah. Um, the Stars Tuka was a problem. Start it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to look at that. It just makes my head spin. So um, oh. they'll be playing somebody. I know that. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game, but I do think the Avalanche just want to want to shut it down and, yeah. and, and move on. And if they can get some rests, if who knows who they're going up against, uh, that's always good because these games are coming fast and furious. So if you get an extra day or two in there. Uh, I really don't think rest is going to be as detrimental as it was in previous playoffs because there's not really places for people to go and just disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. I, you're in the bubble. Like, you're not going rest anywhere, is going to be just like another day. So Could be, yeah, yeah. So, and both of your appearances, uh, I believe Nazem Kadri has been your number one star, has it not? Oh, it is there a tell there? Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, come on, you're, you're favoring, you know, you're, you're kissing I, ass here, man. Come on. He's been my boy. <laughs> like, I used to be his biggest fan when he goes in Toronto. I would yeah. just, I wanted him over here so bad, and he's, wow. he's been fantastic, yeah. so. And you have you you own a jersey? Do you own a cousin? Uh, not not until the season is over. I'm very superstitious. <laughs> really? I will not. Uh, if there's a current player on our current team, I will not buy their jersey in season. I will wait till after the season. Why? What is? What's the? I have a Matt Duchesne jersey over there <laughs> <laughs> that I bought in season <laughs> before yeah. he decided Ottawa was great. Okay, it's sitting right over there. That's exactly why. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, man. It's always a pleasure having you on. Um, and uh, an yeah, I'm sure you guys will be seeing Kyle at other points during this postseason. So, and Nikki, she she'll be on. Trust me, she she's you know has family stuff that she needs to that comes before the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Absolutely, it happens. You know what I mean. So, um, yeah, she might be on after Game Five. So we'll see. Um, all right, man. Appreciate it as always. And yeah. um, you want to throw out your Twitter handle there for people to follow you because you also write for Mile High Sticking. So I do, I do. Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Shaggy Von Doom. Love Shaggy it. from Scooby Doo, Victor Von Doom. Put them together. Love it. You can also follow my articles I put out on Mile High Sticking, put out an editorial. And I'm also involved in the Why Not Us series, chronicling the seasons that the Avalanche did not win the Stanley Cup and the reasons behind it. It's a nice little time capsule, mm. especially in this little time period. It's good to go, yeah. go back and look at them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're good stuff. So check those out. All right, man. We will be seeing you, I am sure. You know where to find me. All right. <laughs> we will be right back. All right, so thank you again to Kyle Sullivan for coming on the show and talking about one of the most dominant performances of the season, regular season or postseason so far. So, uh, yeah, always fun to have him on. If that's something you want to do, drop me a line at LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com or find me on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, and we'll get you on the show after a game. Everybody survives. Everybody's okay. And you get to talk Avalanche, so... Um, all right, that's going to be it for today. If you guys want some news on what's going on around the entire league and with kind of some of the other series going on, definitely check out Locked On NHL. And shameless plug for myself, if you guys are so inclined, please leave me some feedback over on iTunes or 
Spotify. If you can do it on Spotify, I don't know if you can do it on Spotify. Definitely iTunes. You can do it on there because um, it does help. So I'd appreciate that. And that's going to be it for today or tonight, whenever you're listening. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll have some coach press conference, some player press conference, um, and kind of just see where we go from here. I mean, there's really not much you have to improve on. Just go out and win the series. So that'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you for uh, go, joining, abs, go. listening. See you guys tomorrow.